0: yo what's up welcome back to the business kids podcast we talk to real people not their job titles
1: let's get straight to business so
0: welcome back to the business kids podcast today we are joined by jess Wislenko, fourth year student co-president of the Schulich charity association and founder as well as owner of mad batter for those who don't know mad batter is jess's business that she started in june of this year Selling specialty cupcakes and cakes in a whole cornucopia of flavors, including, if I'm not mistaken here, gingerbread, sugar cookie, caramel macchiato, cannoli, and cinnamon Nutella Churro. How do you come up with all of these?
2: Well, the first two are Christmas flavors. So, during, you know, I gotta be seasonal, go with the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're so fun to make. But cinnamon Nutella Churro. Is super unique. It's not even like, it's not a regular cupcake at all. The base is a regular cupcake base, but the icing is actually a ganache. And I thought of it because um, my friend gave me one of her cookies and it was like a cinnamon snickerdoodle cookie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I love Nutella. So I put Nutella on it when I ate it. And I was just like, this is so delicious. <laughs> and then whenever I have something delicious, I'm like, let, my, can I, let me just make it a cupcake. So then that's what I did. I made it Nutella ganache for the topping. And then I sprinkled some cinnamon sugar on top. And the cupcake is layers of vanilla cupcake and cinnamon sugar. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's super, super cool. Is that your favorite? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say what my favorite is. But I, yeah, that one is really cool. And it's probably the most popular one. And a lot of people absolutely love it. Like, they're just like, that's that's their favorite. It's been like a top mm-hmm. seller.
1: What was like the very first flavor that you ever came up with? That you're like, this is like, I need to put this on like a... <laughs> A cupcake like now <laughs> obviously you may have started with like the simple like the the the
2: nope
1: like normal ones like chocolate or vanilla or something like that
2: i don't even offer it oh no you
1: didn't okay so yeah explain the detail about that
2: because my whole thing was let me do something where you can't get anywhere else i don't want you to have it and also when you do the the basics it's nerve-wracking because everyone's had a chocolate cupcake and you want to be the best cupcake that they've ever had so i said no i'm not doing the basics i'm just gonna do cool flavors and yeah, I still don't have a chocolate one on the menu. Um, I did a vanilla bean cake and I offer them in minis, but not as regular cupcakes. But the first flavor I ever thought of, I wrote some down, some that I just liked. Like I thought maybe Reese's peanut butter because I love peanut butter. My family loves peanut butter. Um, tiramisu because we're Italian. So I thought, okay, that, that cake is nice. And I don't see it everywhere. Like they're unique. And then there's one that is really cool. It's underrated, but if you had it and you'd like the flavors, you would love it. It's um, coconut matcha. So it's a cupcake, a coconut cupcake. And the icing is a matcha cream cheese icing. And it is such a good flavor combination. And I chose that one because I would have a matcha latte with coconut milk. And it was so delicious. So I said, okay, make it a cupcake.
1: So now that we're just talking about like first, like the first ever cupcake you decided to create, how did you come up with matte batter altogether? Was this something that you... Had it from a time or is it just one day you woke up, you had a cupcake, you're like, I feel like I could devote my life to this right now or something like that.
2: <laughs> well, I've always loved to bake and I always have baked since I was younger, um, but it was more just like a hobby. I didn't do it consistently. It wasn't something that I was super passionate about. But I've always had a huge sweet tooth. It's like dessert is my number one favorite meal. And then I was actually away on exchange. I was living in France for two and a half months and then it got cut short. So because of COVID, so Mm -hmm. when I came home, I was in isolation and I didn't want to go back to my job as a waitress because, um, because of COVID, because I didn't want to be around 20 people. And also I just wanted to do something else. And I thought, okay, I can make a logo for myself. I can market because I'm a marketing student and Mm -hmm. I can make cupcakes. So this is all within my realm. It's not out of reach at all for me. So why don't I just do it? And I started testing the flavors and I did the marketing and within maybe I'd say, Maybe three, four weeks, it all came together. And then I ordered the boxes and then it, yeah, it came to life.
1: Did you draw like any, any inspiration from like France while you were there? Like maybe some flavors that you kind of liked and you're like, oh, maybe I can bring them to Canada type of thing?
2: I wish I could say that I did, but no. <laughs> oh, in France, all like croissants and I don't even know what they are, but no. <laughs> I wish. Even then, there's stuff, there's stuff would be too hard for me to make. They're like, they next level over there. Okay.
1: Now that you've you've grown, I believe, Matt batter to a certain extent, you know, it started obviously just like a hobby and then it grew to an actual business. Do you have any like f- future plans for it or do you just can uh, want to maybe like imp- continue with the website and things like that?
2: So right now it's all online. I recently just launched the website. Um, I believe mm-hmm. last week it was. So that's really exciting. And, uh, yeah.
1: Congratulations. Thank
2: you. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to have more exposure. I think Instagram is great, but people still Google search, you know, and try to find it. So I was like, okay, I got to have a website. Um, Hopefully it was the right choice to do a website this early on because it is still slightly early. And right now I'm not too sure because it is a hobby and I do have plans for a full-time job next year. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm hoping to keep it on the side. And If it were to become something bigger, I'd absolutely love for it to like a storefront would be amazing. And for me to manage that store and come up with these flavors and have other better artists to do the decorations, that'd be even better. Because I'm not someone who's fantastic at decorating cupcakes. Like it's never been my, my specialty, but it's just the flavors. That's like my main focus. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in the future, if I can expand, I would absolutely love to.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's very promising from what I've seen. Like obviously you started with very unique flavors all together. So you said like, you you want it to stand out from everybody else and how do you do that? Just come up with your own.
0: I just wanted to ask, now that we're on the topic of the business, what do you think for you has been the hardest part of running the business?
2: I think the hardest part honestly is the time management of it because there's school, there's like you mentioned SCA, which I'm co-president on, um, then there's Mad Batter. And before there's a lot of job searching going on. So to do all those like four time consuming things at once was a lot and I think um the fact that the baking takes so long like I don't really rush the process I'm not there like whipping it up really quickly trying to do as fast as I can I'm just trying to like it, like have fun with it I'm just baking so I think the timing of it takes a lot of time which is hard um but also taking pictures that's something that like I didn't expect to be that difficult but I don't I do not have good lighting in my household and the key is natural light and I don't have that and now especially because winter is here oh yeah you know Here I have zero sunlight in my house, so it's hard to take pictures, and that's obviously a huge component because your stuff needs to look amazing for people to to buy it. So Mm -hmm. that's been a struggle that I did not anticipate at all.
0: Yeah, so you have about five minutes of natural sunlight a day now in winter, so you gotta (laughs) you gotta take good use of it. I just wanted to ask. Also, we we've kind of glossed over the fact, but you are the co-pres of the Shulik Charity Association, which is no small title. So congratulations, first of all, on that. Thank you. And secondly, I know now that, you know, being in fourth year, trying to find uh, recruitment jobs and all the like. So I just want to ask, how do you deal with balancing, obviously, all the things you have to do with the business, being the club co-pres, and also trying to apply to different businesses and school all these different balls how do you juggle them
2: yeah i mean it's pretty hard like school is very demanding i think somehow online it's even more demanding this year yeah Um, everyone's felt that um i think it's just like you just have to not overwhelm yourself like you have to just take the time even if you are busy like I kind of just step back sometimes like I might have a lot of things to do but if I want to watch an episode of something to make me relax more and not be stressed out about what I'm doing then I will it's hard to do everything I mean I kind of like to be busy I kind of like the late nights and I get more things done when I'm up late It's, it's hard when you see everything right in front of you and you think oh my god I have this list of things to do when you just do it one by one and you stop overthinking it just, it's easy. And I think part of it too, is like, I get, sometimes I get nervous to do something and then I procrastinate and that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And that's like, and I've learned, I'm like, okay, just get it done. And then you won't be nervous, but it's fun. I like having all these different things. It's, just, it's always something to do, it's something to keep my mind on.
1: Now that you're saying, like, sometimes you see all of these things that you have to do and you just get overwhelmed. You're like I have no, I don't know where to start. Do you have any sort of like systems maybe like a little like checklist or anything like that or, or you just kind of just shoot off the hip and you're like in your mind you're like okay i'm gonna do this today and then just do it
2: yeah i know i was trying to think about like a better answer for this i'm trying to think like okay oh, i actually do that keeps me organized but i don't know like i do i have a sticky note i write down what i need to do for the day
0: mm-hmm. and then
2: i'll check it off as i go but it's just about i probably just tackle the easier tasks first and then save the more daunting ones for later so then I know that at least I have some out of the way and then I have more time for the other ones, but I don't know, honestly, I, I can't tell you, I just kind of do it. That's not a great answer, but yeah, like oh. I keep some lists for sure, but I don't know. And I keep a lot of things in my calendar now because I've, mm-hmm. I always used to rely on my memory and I used to think that I had a good memory, but now it's straight in my calendar. Someone says something to me mm-hmm. and I automatically put it in my calendar yeah. because I don't want to forget anything.
0: Yeah. I think I got to the, that point. Like, Mm, mid last year or mid actually i'm not even gonna lie to you right now i got to that point about two months ago uh, <laughs> to start putting things into my calendar to not forget them and even then i'm uh i'm not the best at it but i'd ask so now that you're in fourth year right now uh for us me and jesus in second year looking back like how has the program obviously it changes for specializations and whatever but for you how do you think the program difficulty goes over the years? Like in high school, they talk nine and 10 is soft, a big jump in 11 and then kind of the same in 12. What do you think yeah. about your time at Schulich?
2: I'd say first year is difficult because there's a lot of things to do. I always had a lot of work to do, like from high school. Like I've always had things to do. I've always been like super involved in school. So that leap, that wasn't a big difference for me. I've always been busy with school, definitely having the whole course load again. Cause I think in, in grade 12, I had spares. So then going year, back and yeah. having full courses, I was like, how did I ever do this in high school? And even now having, even in fourth year now having one less course, I'm like, how did I ever do this in first year, <laughs> but first year is hard. And there's some harder courses like math, like stats and whatnot. Second year is pretty difficult as well. I'd say, cause there's finance and then stats too. Stats too was easier, but yeah. well, orgs, I think there was not, not orgs almost. Mm. and then third and fourth are not that bad it's it's a different type of challenge now in third and fourth year for me at least being in marketing and entrepreneurship that's my two majors because it's all group projects so it's mm. testing your skills somewhere else it might not be math but now it's working with people and now it's getting a million different little tasks done rather than studying for one big exam so it's different but definitely gets easier as you go on definitely and there's exchange for in third or fourth year
0: yeah that's a light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> yeah
1: now that you mentioned um, kind of like group projects and things like that, that you have to do as you go into third and fourth year, we know that you've been part of SEA, if I'm not mistaken, since like the get-go, like you started with like first year rep, and then you moved on to like VP of events, and then you put the cherry on top of the cake for the uh, becoming co-president. How do you think that this involvement helped you to um, work together with like people in, cl- in in your classes and things like that in, in school, obviously with marketing and entrepreneurship, as you said, are very uh, team-based. How do you think that being an SEA helped you out with that?
2: I think that, as you said, essentially, you know, working with people, like being a part of a team culture and spending time together and um, brainstorming together, like it just teaches you how to really interact with people. And I think outside of, you know, collaboration skills, it's just fun to be part of like a small family within university because you can meet friends and stuff, but it's nice to be part of something that, you know, you have as cliche as it is, but like similar values, or you all have a passion for this one thing. It's really nice. And it's nice because you have a role there. It's not just like a, a come and go volunteer thing. It's like, this is my role. This is my duty. And SCA is so great. Like we give back to so many different charities. We have so many cool events. It just becomes a part of you. And, and once you see that you made an impact, it's like even better
0: using your experience like you know owning the business and as a student generally if you could give a few pieces of advice to you know students in first second or even third year whatever they may be who are like you know what I want to be an entrepreneur I want to do my own thing I watched Wolf of Wall Street I can do my own thing (laughs) what advice do you give to people who are trying to start their own business and like what are some of the things that you think are most important
2: I think you have to have confidence you have to be confident in yourself and i would say don't ask for a million different opinions because some people might go and say no it's not a good idea but then you might do it and it might be the best idea ever so if you have something that you like and that you're passionate about and that you have some reasoning as to why you think it will work then you should just run with it you should really just like take that step and do it um I'd also say, um, I'd say that it's okay to fail, um, whether you're starting a business or life's just not going as planned. It's okay for things to not work out. I think growing up, I never really realized that failure was like a learning experience. It was just something that was like a negative experience. Um, but it's really important to fail and to not always get everything because it's just, you come out, I'd say like a better person, you understand more, and you become more humbled by that. Um, and I say, if you do start something, like just stick with it. Like, I, I can't say that I've had like the most glamorous results ever. I think I'm doing well and I'm, I'm proud, but you know, you have to stick with it. If you talk, like you hear a lot of different entrepreneurs and they say like, it takes years to make, well, Gary V says, oh, it takes years to make your first million. I don't think I'm making a million bucks, but uh, <laughs> it's still like, it takes time to have to see results. Like it takes time for people to hear your business. It takes time for people to understand what you're selling or, you know, just hear, you know get the word out but definitely like keep on going like and the thing is too is like i've heard so many stories from people and they just say like oh i don't have any experience in this but i started a company in this like you can literally do whatever you want i truly believe Mm -hmm. that some people might say that sounds naive but i truly think that if you put the effort in you can do whatever you want and you can you can succeed in it
1: now that you said that um i don't know i just brought up like a something in my mind i was reading a book it's called like the 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 dip you can or read? I, don't know if- I know, man. It's cra- I- it actually an audiobook because, you know, I'm a little bit... <laughs> 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 but it talks about, like, the quote-unquote art of quitting. So it's okay. like, say, I, like, for example, you had to do... Uh, you came up with Matt Batter. So you had to, quote-unquote, quit other aspects of your life to focus on, like, this type of thing. And given the fact that you uh, said... Like we can do whatever we want if you put our minds to it, right? That Mm. sort of mindset of, okay, if I want to do this, I must quit other aspects of my life to focus on. it. I feel like it's very important in this time, like at least in this day and age that we have so many options.
2: That's really interesting. The idea of quitting. I think that's kind of true that when you think of it, yeah. but I I also think like, maybe it's just my thing where I'm like, oh, I don't have to quit. Like I can just do that too. And I'll do this too. But it's like, you can't do everything. Exactly. but it, that's really, really interesting. It's interesting. Because yeah, it you just have it. to make
0: sure to bring it up so people know that he actually does listen to audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> also, we were talking about entrepreneurship. For students who are looking at it, would you recommend uh, an entrepreneurship specialization? Like specifically saying, okay, I'm going to take all these courses to get into there. Or would you recommend how you've done like a combo? Or would you recommend just not specializing in entrepreneurship maybe take a few classes and then just use the knowledge you get from other courses to go into it.
2: I would say that um, I think it depends. I mean, I, I said this last time, but um, I think that you don't like, you can't learn entrepreneurship. And even in my course now, I'm not learning how to be an entrepreneur. They are not teaching me that they're just making you do things and have responsibility for what you're doing. Like, it's just, it's, it's your, it's your role. Like like right now we're doing a uh, business plan for a, an idea that we came up with. But like it's our company and we have to go do the research for it. That's what you do with a company. But you don't, I, I would say if you want to be an entrepreneur, depends on what kind of company you want to open up. Um, but if you want to open up like, I don't know, something that's within finance, then take the finance courses, understand that, be great at finance and then open your own company. If you want to do, um supply chain like take those courses related to that so you can learn as much as you can about it I definitely don't think you need to specialize in entrepreneurship because like you're it's you either are an entrepreneur you have that I guess confidence you have that the creativity to do something or you don't I don't think it's something that you necessarily learn it's just that if you have that drive and like that want to do it and the lack of fear I'd say too but yeah, I don't, you do not need to specialize in it. I say definitely take the courses related to what you're doing. I mean, I specialize in it because I like it. I just thought it was interesting and I love marketing and there's not enough marketing courses for me to take. So mm-hmm. go with entrepreneurship second best because math isn't my favorite thing. Um, I wouldn't say it's my forte either.
0: I think the more I learn about it, I'm still being a, a naive child in this program. I think that <laughs> specializations are a little bit maybe overplayed because I think that people treat them like full degrees like I am I am getting my degree in economics or finance but at the end of the day what I'm hearing more and more about is that you're just you're taking a few extra courses that happen to fall in the same specialization because that's what you like and Mm -hmm. it ends up showing up on your degree so I guess it's do do whatever actually
1: interests you and whatever you want to do do you think that, I don't know if this question is like, do you think that entrepreneurs are born or they are made?
0: Hey, let's <laughs> get philosophical.
1: <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, you don't have to give me this whole like, nature or sense of explanation, but just like from your experience type of thing.
2: I mean, I don't think you learn it. Like, I don't think someone's gonna, and who's gonna teach you? Who's gonna say, look, this is a business, this is how you become a good, it's like what you can do, like, like to be an entrepreneur, I think you also have to be a leader. Um, and that also is something that I think comes naturally. It's an instinct. It's not just like, it's like if either you're mellow or you're, um, you're afraid to kind of speak up or you're really out there and you make your voice heard. So I think with entrepreneurs, I mean, you can also learn to be a better leader, but it has to be like something within you that makes you want to lead to begin with. Uh, but I think I think entrepreneurs are are kind of born, not to say that they like grow up with this like huge drive to like create something. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just like as you grow up and you do things, you're like, oh my gosh, like a passion sparks, and you're like, okay, I kind of wanna I wanna expand on that passion.
0: I'd agree with that in a general sense. I think that things like leadership and you know the general characteristics and traits are very like uh, either you're born with it. Or by learning, I think a lot of it's done at a very young age where you're developing your personality. So, you know, more so when you're a kid on the playground, how you act and how you've been uh, socialized, I think that would have a bigger impact than watching a TED Talk on leadership when you're like 19. But I think you definitely can learn how to have these traits. You can learn it, but I think in general... There is a natural advantage that some people would have.
1: All right. And uh, that's all the time that we have for today. Jess, thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. It's, it's been super interesting to just hear about your experiences and what's it like being a young entrepreneur while obviously still in school. Before we end off today's episode, where can we find more about Matt Batter?
2: Yeah, Sure. So Mad Batter Cupcakes is available online. Um, we have a website now. It's Mad Batter Cuppies, and Cuppies is spelled C-U-P-P-Y-S. And it's madbattercupies.ca. Oh, yeah, it's the short form for cupcakes. i let's <laughs> make it a trend, everyone. Um, <laughs> Cause no one knows what that word is. But um, and the Instagram is the exact same. It's Mad Batter Cuppies as well. And right now we have four new Christmas flavors and we are releasing in one week or within a few days, technically um, DIY Christmas kits.
1: All right. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, Jessica Slinka, everybody.
2: Thanks for having me guys. Love talking to you.
1: Have a good day.